0: It's time for Around the Ozark Sports Scene with Scott Perrier. Now here's your host, Scott Perrier. Welcome to the second edition of the Around the Ozark Sports Scene with Scott Perrier. Fall is in the air. You can feel it. It's football weather out there right now. and love it. I mean, you get out on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, it just feels like football. Had the uh, pleasure to go out last Friday night to Republic to watch a showdown between Knicks and Republic. More than 4,500 people in the stands. Nixa wins it on a field goal as time expires, 31-28 to 28 in just a classic. Second year in a row that we've had that kind of a game between those two uh, after Republic won 36-35 at Nixa in overtime the year before. This has become the marquee matchup in the Ozarks for now. And so, uh, you know, anytime you can get those two programs around, taking it down to the wire, you know, almost 5,000 fans in the stands. Highly encourage uh, both uh, fans and administrators at some of these schools, to go to one of those games and see what a, a game-day atmosphere is all about because Nixon Republic have kind of got it uh, cornered on the market right now. A uh, couple other uh, notes. The Kansas City Chiefs grinded, grinded out a win last Thursday night against the Broncos, 19-8. It wasn't a thing of beauty, but uh, now the Chiefs, a uh, little time to get ready for the Chargers coming to town this Sunday. Of course, the Chargers dropped a Monday Night Football game to the Cowboys to fall to two and three. Chiefs now at five and one in the, in the division. Pretty good opportunity for the Chiefs to really grab a stranglehold on that AFC West uh, uh, race this year, because the Chargers coming in were kind of thought of as the one team that had the talent and the firepower to maybe make a run. Uh, it's not happening right now with Los Angeles. I think they'll have a new coach, uh, Brandon, Brandon Staley. Uh, experiment's just not working. I would think that USC's Lincoln Riley could wind up being the Chargers' head coach by next season. He doesn't want any part of the Big Ten, and it's a chance for him to take another uh, job, a pro job, without having to move out of his home. Uh, Missouri State football took care of business with a big road win at just an awful Western Illinois last Saturday. They're back home to uh, face Murray State this Saturday, homecoming 2 p.m. It's a Murray State team. It's 2-4, and four, just like the Bears. These are the kind of games that the Bears need to win, uh, and take care of business so they can get that momentum going in the right direction for the program again. Keep an eye, too, on the Evangel Valor. Coach Chep, Chuck Heppelis' squad is uh, tearing up their new KCAC conference. They're 7-0. and They're number 13 nationally. They have a big test uh, with a 6-1 and Friends University team coming in. It's ranked 25th. That's Saturday at 3 p.m. down at Nixa at Eagle Stadium. Evangel and Friends in a big uh, NAIA KCAC shootout there. He was the last coach to take Missouri State Bears basketball to the big dance back in 1999 with an amazing and memorable run into the NCAA March Madness Sweet 16. He's the owner of 665 wins in 32 seasons as a head coach, including 12 trips to the NCAA tournament. He's one of only four coaches, joining Lon Kruger, Rick Patino, and Tubby Smith to take five different teams to the NCAA tournament. He's a former Indiana Hoosier star, an All-American, and an uh, Olympic gold medalist, NCAA champion and former NBA player, we welcome basketball legend and current Nevada Wolfpack coach Steve Alford to the podcast. Of course, Steve, we know how it all got started, but kind of take us back to those early days uh, as a Bears uh, head basketball coach.
1: Manchester College had great teams there, great players, and so SMS ended up being my first Division One job. So, didn't know what my path was going to look like or where it was going to go. I'm could have honestly stayed at Manchester uh, forever. I it, I loved that opportunity. It was an incredible place, and uh, just had a lot of fun. But um, once you got a taste of the Division One level uh, at SMS, and when I got there, it was Southwest Missouri State. So one of the things that um, I think all of us, from Greg Onstott to Bill Rhodes, myself, uh, just trying to get it to SMS. Obviously, Missouri State was the long-term goal, and so proud and happy that that's where it is today but uh those times those four years there were very very special met lifelong friends uh and like all my stops with the great staff my dad was able to come with me so uh we got to work together all four years at, at sms an incredible community and, um you know the o'reilly's were kind enough to show us there sarasota florida and I. Had uh, a place down there for about 26, 27 years. And so there's just so many cool things that have happened uh, since being there. And um, really appreciate my time there.
0: Well, you know, we mentioned uh, 12 trips to the tournament with your five schools. Um, that 1988 or 98-99 team, always going to be special with Bears fans, not just because it was the last team to go to the big dance, but just the way they did it. The Sweet 16 run, playing basically an NBA team in Duke. Uh, when, when you look back now in your eyes, when did you kind of realize that maybe that was in that group of guys, and you could make that kind of run?
1: Well, I think that team was um, it was special because I think everybody understood their role, they accepted their role. Uh, we had very good young players with a really mix, good mix of an older group that had kind of been there and been on the cusp, that been off a of close, and I give them a lot of credit because there wasn't a lot. Experience as far as NCAA games on that team, obviously. Um, you know, like our team last year at Nevada, we, we didn't have any experience in the show. Usually, lack of experience shows when you get in the tournament. And that team was so special, not a lot of experience, and yet you beat a team like Wisconsin. There wasn't a team that was probably more disciplined in the tournament uh, than Wisconsin. And then you beat a Tennessee team that had the size and athleticism of an NBA team um, and we really we that they were able to do in that tournament just speaks volumes of who they were as people obviously very talented basketball players but there was just a very cohesive unit that was a lot of fun to coach they they were a fun team to coach day in day out.
0: Do you still stay in touch with uh, some of those guys?
1: Oh yeah Yeah. Danny just reached out we're trying to Uh, Working with um, Missouri State now, getting a game to where we can um, honor that team because we're at 25 years, and um, obviously we want Danny honored in a very special way, but um, William's still there in town. Kevin calls me a lot working back in Indiana, and uh, Brandon Miller uh, all the way down the line. Those guys have done Ken Stringer stays in touch. He's in Florida. Uh, Burton, all those guys have done a good job of one, well, staying in in touch, and um, continue to follow them, and hopefully we can get together here in the season and celebrate that team.
0: Well, you know, Springfield got to know uh, you and your family over those years. I, I think your two sons probably got the best coaching uh, in their in their entire careers with the Future Bears in kindergarten. I would I would say you would probably admit that now, would you not?
1: Yeah, I think they about every time we get together as a family, they bring that up, Scott. So, a-
0: <laughs> well, give us an update. Uh, of course, you know we got to know your dad, Sam, and mom, Sharon, wife, Tanya, Corey, Bryce, and Kayla. Give us kind of a life update on on all those folks.
1: Yeah, everybody's doing well. Mom and dad are at the lake um, in Indiana and doing well. They'll be out in about a month to, to watch games. But Corey and Corey and Haley are um, at Huntington University. Corey's in his fourth year there at Huntington University and NAIA school doing uh, really good things there. He's been to the tournament two out of three years, and he's got almost everybody back. They're currently ranked 14th in the country and only 20 miles from where I got my start at the same age. Um, Manchester's only 20 miles from Huntington, so a lot of irony there. They've got a... Almost four month old, and Kai, uh, Kai Andrew is uh, our second grandbaby, and uh, he's doing great. So they're loving loving things. Bryce and Allie uh, live are living in Czech Republic for the winter. As Bryce is playing, is I think it's his seventh year uh, professionally. So he's in Czech Republic with our first grandchild, um, AJ. Uh, Archie James is um, about a year and a half. He's almost a year and a half old. They spend their offseason in Scottsdale and then Kayla and her husband Gilbert. We just saw them because I was there for Mountain West Media Day. They live in Las Vegas. So everybody's doing great. Very, very blessed.
0: Awesome. Well, and and got to ask you, which is more of a Steve Alford kind of town, Springfield, Missouri, or Los Angeles?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, def- definitely Springfield. Uh, uh, that was, uh, and, and I loved all my stops, Scott. I've been mean, very, very blessed that all my stops have been great. But uh, anytime I meet somebody that uh, is thinking about the Ozarks or moving uh, to that part of the country, I, I have such fond memories there. And, uh, it's been, a, it was a very special time, and loved uh, loved the countryside there. But uh, the people, obviously, is what makes it, and uh, the Springfield area is loaded with very special people.
0: We live in a different world now in, in college athletics with the transfer portal, the comings and goings there, the name-image likeness deals, uh, conferences, uh, affiliations, teams moving left and right. Is coaching still fun for you and, and your staff, or is it just more challenging now?
1: I still very much enjoy it, Scott, just because I love the game. Uh, and the game's evolved. The game's changed. You know, you, went, you go from – Thinking about post play to where now all post players want to play on the perimeter and you got three point line that has constantly moved back and the shot clock that constantly has gotten lower. And so you've had some things that have changed our game, um, but it's still basketball. So that part I still very much enjoy. Um, I- I'm very happy that players are able to get paid now. I- I'm not against that. Um, it's just, it's not a good. It's not a good formula now. The thing that uh, probably disturbs me the most is there's not a grind like there used to be. And all the way back to when I was a freshman, and I get there's different eras, but learning that not everybody gets a blue ribbon, not everybody gets to play, not everybody's career path is going to look the same. It's about work. It's about what work you put in. And I think a lot of the things that are set up today is so much about Everybody's gonna be equal on the same playing field, the same basketball court. And that's just not one, I don't think it's good for athletics, but I don't think it's good for guys down the road. Um, I like for our guys to have to grind it and learn about losing, learn about failure, figure things out because when they're done with basketball, that's what life is. And I think all of our players that we've been having the opportunity to coach in the years past understood that grind and they learned about that to where then when hardship hits them later in life they're prepared for it and the way the nil is and the transfer is now i'm not sure those are the lessons that we're teaching it seems like players today are getting 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 without doing 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 first and i am not sure i like that kind of um just that kind of system i got in it because i love coaching amateurs these kids are no longer amateurs. It's really name, image, and likeness doesn't even make sense, Scott, because most of these players across the country they have no name, no image, or likeness, and yet they're getting paid right away. So we're really in a we're really in a pay for play type of system. And that's what we're in.
0: Is it chasing the the older coaches away? You think? I mean, are there some of them just say I, I don't even want to deal with this?
1: Yeah, and I think what you're seeing is a lot of those older coaches um they're either getting into television or you'll see them in the NBA because we're basically um, we're basically a better version of the G League because players in the co- collegiate level are making way more money than the G League players can make um and haven't even really started their careers. So, it's just you're more of a general manager now than you are uh just being a coach and you know how you coach now. There are several coaches I think would really um, probably struggle um, in this era, just because of uh, the way kids are today. It's not. A, it's again. It's not a slam on on players. It's just coaching styles, and you have to adapt to it. We've had to adapt as a staff, but um, you know, every spring it's pretty much being a general manager, getting in a room and. Figuring out what your NIL pool is and how it's going to be distributed, and uh, that stuff you didn't have to do years ago. You know, we would not at, at this era we would have never been able to afford Sean McQuarrie, Scott. I mean, we we wouldn't have an NIL big enough for him.
0: Exactly. Well, you just keep him in uh, team gear, and he'd be happy, though. You know, just trade out shirts and <laughs> jackets. Uh, speaking of your Nevada team, uh, great year last year, twenty two and eleven final mark. You go to the tournament for the first time since twenty nineteen big dance. Uh, how did the Wolfpack look for uh, this season in Mountain West play?
1: Yeah, we're, we're real excited about our team. We're old. Um, you know. We've got six seniors. Three of them can still come back for another year. That's different, too, with the COVID uh, situation. You guys are getting that extra year. So this is the oldest team we've had. We've got experience. Last year, we didn't have any experience. We had major injuries, three Major players missed the majority of the season last year, so those guys are back healthy. We've got experience uh, that we didn't have last year, so we're very optimistic. We're hopeful. We're injury-free right now, uh, so if we can just continue to grow and develop, we've got a great schedule ahead of us. It's just the Mountain West is a very demanding basketball league, um, and it's going to be that way again this year. We've got some really good teams in our league, and hopefully we're going to be one of those.
0: Saw some great news on, on your end there with the Grand Sierra Resort Arena coming in 26, 27, somewhere in that time frame. Looks like you're going to have a spectacular new uh, basketball arena to play in, and and kind of a top golf right next door to it. That, that's your perfect world, isn't it?
1: Oh, uh, getting late in my career, Scott. I couldn't ask anything better. I can coach basketball, and at lunch, walk over and pound some balls into a lake so it, it couldn't be any better but um, it is special uh, Alex Moreau who um, owns a Coyotes NHL team uh, owns our GSR and uh, for him to do what he's doing uh, is I think one of the best facility out west I think you'll start seeing uh, NCAA rounds come to Reno you'll see MT events come to Reno uh, it's going to be great for our community but obviously uh, outstanding for our uh, our basketball program—we couldn't be more excited.
0: Uh, speaking of golf, how is the golf game these days?
1: It's going—it's—it's it's been a good golf season. I've got a lot of rounds in, which is where I get my release and uh, can still stay competitive that way. And but I'm in my final rounds. We're um, so we get into uh, past the fifteenth of October. There's not very many rounds left, but uh, today, fortunately, we get a good beautiful day and Montrose a beautiful course so I'll get a good round in today
0: very good and I know if if you're back here in the Ozarks playing a foursome you Brent Dunn Sean McQuarrie Mark Fisher who are you picking as a partner in that matchup
1: well I would probably go with Brent because Brent always plays the ladies tee so he plays up <laughs> so that would give us an advantage I think if um you know, after the T ball, I'm not sure I'd like that partner. But uh, at least him playing the up tees uh, that definitely favors Brent.
0: Well, the, there will come a day when retirement uh, calls. I know that you don't have any timetable now, do you? And I mean, are you just going to keep going? And, and as long as you enjoy it, what, what's the plan?
1: I think there might be a, a secret mindset that I have, Scott, because uh, as the grandkids get older, uh, I want to spend time. Uh, Tanya, I really want to spend time with them. And Corey's doing a phenomenal job, and I don't get to see too many games of his. I'm trying to get back for his second home game early, early November. I'm trying to work that into my schedule. But, yeah, as you know, you, you hate missing those things with family, as close as we are with family. But, uh You know, it's not not a whole lot longer, but I'm still enjoying it, loving it. And uh, as long as that happens, um, you know, I'm going to continue to do it.
0: Very good. Well, Steve, we appreciate your time. Best of luck to you and the Wolfpack. And please tell the family we all said hi from the Ozarks.
1: I appreciate it very much, Scott. Thanks so much. And always wishing the Bears the best.
0: You bet. It's time for Scott's Thoughts, my ramblings for the week on a few topics here in the Ozarks and beyond. Of uh, our visit with Steve Alford, we talked about how college sports are becoming unrecognizable these days with all the NIL issues, the transfer portal, uh, schools shifting leagues and changing conferences uh, to try to get a bigger piece of that TV money. We kind of saw a mini version of this uh, happen in our area over the week, uh, the past week with the Ozark Mountain Conference being formed for local high schools, had a couple teams from the Big Eight, uh, COC, the Ozar Conference all kind of jump ship and form their own league. I don't mind this. I think it's a good idea at the high school level because anytime you can pair teams that are pretty similar in enrollment and school size and roster size and things like that, it just makes for a better experience for those high school kids. In fact, I think it may be time for Springfield Public Schools to take a look at their uh, – for decades they've had that all-for-one, one-for-all mentality – and maybe take a long look at moving a Kickapoo and possibly Glendale into the COC uh, with the likes of Nixa, Republic, Ozark, and schools that are, have now grown to be their size and, and their competitive level uh, might be a good thing for them. And on the same end of that, um, Parkview, Hillcrest Central, maybe take a look at leagues like the Ozark Mountain Conference that may be a better fit, or the Big 8, so they can have, uh, have more kids come out, have fun winning games, and just a better experience for high school kids. Don't have anything going on this Thursday night? Highly encourage you to get out to Hammonds Field for the annual Battle for, B- Battle for Bell. It's easy for me to say. Uh, baseball charity game between Missouri State and Drury. It's a fundraiser for the ALS Foundation in the memory of former Glendale baseball coach and former baseball bear Howard Bell. Been an annual thing. It's been a great, uh, not only for a great cause, but great competition. It always seems to be a, a a very close game and a chance for fans to see the Division I and Division II teams in town square off. First pitch is 6.30 p.m. on Thursday at Hammonds Field. Uh, Ticket's $5. That ticket also gets you into a noon game at Hammonds Field that day in the uh, Battle for Bell between Evangel and Baptist Bible College. So we've got all four teams in town playing on one day this Thursday. Uh, Get out and check that out. Finally, is Mizzou football turning the corner under Eli Drinkowitz? The Tigers are only one bad half away uh, from being uh, 7-0 if they could have held on to the lead at home two weeks ago against LSU. They showed a lot of fire uh, bouncing back uh, with a big win at uh, a ranked Kentucky team uh, this past weekend. Of course, as usual in the SEC, the real proof lies straight ahead. Mizzou needs to take care of business at home versus a pesky South Carolina this Saturday before a not-as-dangerous-as-they've-been finish uh, at Georgia. Then home with Tennessee and Florida, and then finally at Arkansas, uh, which also could be looking for a head coach uh, at the end of the year, as the Sam Pittman experiment may be uh, nearing its end. Uh, those four teams mentioned all look far more docile and harmless than they've been the last few seasons. There, we say that this could be a nine and three or ten and two Mizzou team at the end of the year. We shall see, but it's not that far fetched as it would have been in past years when six and six or and was what you considered a normal season for Mizzou. Be sure to enter the Around the Ozarks Guess the Score contest for a chance to win Chiefs tickets and autograph items. All you got to do is go to the website aroundtheozarks.com or on the app, enter your uh, score prediction for this week's Chiefs games and every week and see if you can become a winner. That's going to do it for this week's edition. Thanks for listening.